This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network. I'm Pamela Escobar. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. In this episode of Do Good Charlotte, we're calling on you to be a good neighbor. Share Charlotte is focusing on ways we can all volunteer to make our neighborhoods and communities better. It doesn't matter what it is. Just find a cause that's meaningful for you and sign up to volunteer. And that's where today's organization comes in. Today, we're introducing you to Rebuilding Together of Greater Charlotte. Rebuilding Together is rebuilding and repairing homes right here in Charlotte. We're joined by Executive Director Beth Morrison and volunteer Skip Hudspeth. Welcome, guys, to Do Good Charlotte. Thank you. Glad to be here. Awesome. Well, Beth, we're going to start with you because you're Executive Director. (laughs) So tell me what Rebuilding Together is all about. Yeah, so we're a nonprofit really based in community, um, providing critical home repairs and community revitalization for communities that that need some help. So um, that's really looking at critical home repairs for um, homeowners that can't afford those repairs to make sure that their home is safe and healthy uh, for their family, but also stays in the family that helps with our community's challenges with uh, economic mobility and generational wealth. Right. So... um if you're lucky enough to own a home, that doesn't mean you can afford uh, to maintain the home. Uh, so when something happens, like let's say, I'm, I'm thinking, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking, you know, there's a leak, um, like in my house, mm-hmm. the, the bathroom, the toilet leaked, and then all of a sudden my kitchen, I've got water all over my kitchen table. So when stuff like that happens, that's when people can reach out to you guys to, to get it fixed. Yeah, sometimes it's emergencies, but more often it's just regular maintenance that might have gone, you know, deferred because even just regular maintenance costs a lot of money. You know, your roof might last 20 years, but a lot of the homeowners we serve have been in their homes 30 or 40 years. So um, as, you know, they retire and their income doesn't change, but the cost of everything else does, um, it's, you know, more and more difficult for them to just afford to keep their home in a livable condition. So, Skip, you've given 140 hours, we think, if not more, um, to the organization. Tell me about some of the work that you've done. Well, I started, I guess, um, a year and a half ago. Um, I've been working in two neighborhoods, Hidden Valley and Lakeview. Um, It's been a variety of work. We've done replacing rotten boards in flooring boards, uh, shoring up underlayment uh, and and joists where they're weak. Also... um, replacing windows, replacing, um, completely demolishing a a bathroom that is completely um, uh, non-functional and starting over. And um, with new new showers, new stalls, new toilet, new vanity, um, putting in fans, lighting, um, new kitchens. So it's just been a whole variety of of different tasks and it changes, you know, every job is different. I I love that about it. Well, so I'm looking here, it says that, you, your dad taught you how to do basic carpentry, um, but you sort of have learned all the other stuff, the electrical stuff along the way, or, or did you know that before you got here? Um, I learned it before I got here by doing it. You know, I would um, just like to build things, like to work with my hands, you know, would take on projects re- in houses that I had, I would remodel 
and you know learn how to run wiring and plumbing and electrical work and and um, and just like working with my hands. And and have you met some of the homeowners? I've met almost all the homeowners. That's that's what I love most about the job. You know, we go in, we meet the people who are living in these homes. They welcome us. You know, they're glad to see us. And over a period of days or times we visit them, we really get to know them and learn something about their history and their lives and 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 um, and how much this the work we're doing helps them. Yeah, I would think that, I mean, especially when you're talking about the bathroom, if you have a non-functioning bathroom, and then at the end of it, when you're done, that, I mean, that's that's huge. Right. Are these homes... Um, are they older homes, or what, what, is, what do they usually look like, or is it all different stuff? You know, I think a lot of the homes that I've been in were built in the 60s or thereabouts. So some of them are brick ranches. Some of them may be uh, wooden houses, mostly one- or two-story houses, some split levels. Um, a lot of them have been lived in by the, by the people we meet. A lot of them have lived there a long time. One, one man I lived in, it was his parents' house, so he had lived there since he was actually a, a young boy. So... Um, um, but, you know, being that they're built in the 60s, they have a lot of time and a lot of time for things to wear out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How did you find, like, how did you hook up with them? Like, how did you know that you could do this? You know, it's interesting. I think two or three years ago, I went to something called the Muddy Turtle Talks. I don't know if you've heard about that, but there's, um, um, that was in Charlotte. I went there and listened to some stories. It was Hannah Hassan, I think, that led that. She's an amazing storyteller. And there was a little side table with Rebuilding Together there. And I took the li- some of the literature and took it home and, and kept it. And, but it wasn't until maybe a year or so later that I was thinking, you know, I really want to do something where I can help people locally. And so I reached out to them. Wow. So if someone reaches out to you, what's the process? Well, we have a really skilled construction staff that are out on projects um, at least four days a week. Um, So we have lots of volunteer opportunities for people to sign up as individuals and just get in on a job. Um, We love it, especially when people come back over and over and we can really invest in in training them. And, you know, they come back and they're more skilled the next time and the next time. So we love repeat volunteers. We love more skips. (laughs) Skip is amazing. Um, so there's, there's lots of ways to get involved. We also partner with a lot of companies who want to have, um, a volunteer day for their teams. So, um, they can also do that, um, by reaching out to us and, um, we can coordinate with them on, on set, setting up an opportunity. So when you started, you started as a volunteer. Yes. So how did, what were you doing and, and how did you find them? Well, I worked for a company that, that gave employees two days a year to volunteer, on the clock. Um, and I wanted to use, I want to get out of the office and use that. And I found rebuilding together that way. I had done some service trips in college, rebuilding after Katrina and just loved the hands-on approach. And, you know, it's so tangible, the, the impact you see that day, you can see what you've done. Um, so I just kind of got sucked in. I volunteered for a few years and then I joined the board in 2014. Um, and that was about four years I was on the board and we had no staff we were a very small organization at that point. And then in 2018, I got the opportunity to, to come on as the executive director full-time. And now I have a team of um, later this year, we'll be up to 10. So, And then so much more with all the volunteers we have that, that help us do a lot more than 10 people could. So I'm guessing you need volunteers to make this work possible. And um, you rely on volunteers. Uh, 
Do we have to be as good as Skip? Because I'll tell you right now, I don't. I'm, some of it scares me. I mean, the idea of doing some of it, but I mean, I could pick up a hammer and a nail, like you know. Yeah, you. That's one of the best things about working with volunteers. The the ones that come with, you know, they say they have no skills, and you show them how to install laminate flooring, and they really get like, oh, I could do this. I have a bathroom at home that that I could do this in. So there's so many things that you can learn, um, especially when we have skilled volunteers helping out, our, our construction staff um, showing volunteers how to do that work. Um, I think the the important thing is to, to come back and keep building those skills. And um, you'll build skills from volunteering with us, but then you'll also be able to help more and more on the projects you contribute to. So how do you find the people that get the repairs? Yeah, we have an application process that's um, income-based. It also varies by program. So our, our main program is called Building Healthy Neighborhood, where we make a longer-term investment in a community that's really in need of home repairs. Usually they're communities that are facing the risk of displacement, so neighborhoods that are rapidly gentrifying. Um, we want to help keep people in the neighborhood that want to stay, and critical home repair is a huge part of that. So. Um, we um, do a lot of community outreach and, and meet with neighborhood leaders and um, select neighborhoods that way. Um, and then we open an application process for residents in the community. We go to lots of community events and tell people about what we do. Um, and then we work through all the people who are, you know, qualified who apply. And it's, I, I like this idea that, um, you're trying to help people obviously stay in their homes, but also keep neighborhoods the way they are. And and I'm looking at this stat. You're saying 90% of neighbors reported a feeling of pride in their home after rebuilding together repairs. So they 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 like their house. Uh, they want to stay there. And um, and then this just sort of puts that shine on it to to keep them there. Yeah, it's amazing to see, too, when you're at a project and the homeowner just really lights up a lot of times that amount of social interaction and then neighbors coming by and asking about what's going on. They're just really proud of their home and really that people are there who care about them and are doing this for them for free. Yeah, um, for free. Yeah. Well, for for them. Yeah, not, not free for us. <laughs> not yeah. for you, not for you. Yeah. Well, after the break, we'll talk a little bit about the, the cost of doing this and then how people can support and also volunteer. Where do you turn to stay in touch with the city around you? Broadcast news isn't what it used to be. And commercial radio doesn't scratch that itch. If only there was one place you could get it all. When you want, wherever you want, on your schedule, there is the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city on your schedule at queencitypodcastnetwork.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. Okay, so Beth... How do I donate or volunteer? Where do I go? So the best place to go is our website, rebuildingtogetherclt.org. Um, you can donate from our website. You can attend an upcoming event. We have our event called Rebuild the Roost coming up on June 8th, um, where we will be raffling off birdhouses that have been built and designed by local artists. Um, so 
we, we have opportunities like that. And then we're always in need of, um, materials. So sometimes companies might want to donate, um, materials to, to help with, um, building like LG and Jeldwen and window nation are some of our, um, material donors, but then also if, you know, you're doing a project at home and there's something that still has life in it, reach out to us and we can probably find a good use for it too. Oh, that's great. So people, and you were saying you have a warehouse that you didn't have before. So, I mean, you're growing. I mean, your staff is growing, yeah. your space is growing. Um, so people can find all, all that information on the website. Yes. Okay. So what is it again? Rebuilding together, clt.org. Okay. CLT for Charlotte. Mm-hmm. .org. Um, Skip, you were saying that you just, in addition to loving the work that you're doing, you just really appreciate the organization of, of people who've done this to her, her, her working with you and doing it together. I really do. I mean, I love, um, that this is a woman led organization and they're really, I mean, they're just so strong and, uh, the leadership is so good. And not only that, the, the, um, the people that they've hired to work as the uh, construction leads are, um, talented and they're funny. You know, they have a sense of humor. They appreciate, they appreciate connecting with the homeowners. Um, they're very welcoming to new volunteers and happy to take people at any skill level and find something that they can do to help, to help. Yeah. So it sounds like, I mean, and it's work. I mean, no, yeah. you're going to be it's doing messy work. It's messy. Yeah. It's messy work. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like you guys are having a good time at yeah. the same Yeah. while you're doing it. Um, Beth, do you ever get to go back out on site sometimes and help? Yeah, and that's that's one of the th- the things that we've wanted to make sure that we keep at, even as we're growing and you know, it used to be we're so small, everybody does everything. When I was the only employee, I was literally doing everything. But it, that's really important for our organization culture to um have days where we're all out there. So we have quarterly board and staff work days where our board comes out too and we're working on a house. And when I show up, they don't let me just skate by and talk to people. I'm I'm usually installing flooring. Is that your skill? Is yeah, that your, that's one of your favorites? <laughs> yeah. Um, my knees, it's not my favorite. It's not their favorite, but um, yeah, that's, I, I love that because it's such measurable progress when you're like, okay, the carpet's out. First of all, removing old gross carpet is the best because then it's out and it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's great for them. And then also it's a very much a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. So you were also saying that there's, um, there's certain repairs that you do. And when you're making the evaluation of what you're going to do and what you can't do, how do you do that? Yeah. So it's really based on the principles of a safe and healthy home. So we look at things like, um, you know, keeping it dry, well-maintained, ventilated. So in bathrooms, we'll make sure that there's, there's a fan. A lot of times there's not a working fan. So that's important for moisture control. Um, we do electrical upgrades. So making sure that there's the right kind of outlet for safety in your kitchens and baths. Um, and then really thinking about the people in the home, we really take a person first approach to, um, you know, that homeowner or the, their family living in the house, what's impacting their health and their, their mobility in the home. So, um, is it, do they have respiratory issues? And we know that their carpet has to go. Um, that's usually a big thing that, that we'll, we'll focus on. Um, do they have, let's say, um, mobility issues and they really, their bathtub might be fine, but they can't get in it and they can't then bathe independently. 
without that. So um, we'll take that out and put in a walk-in shower or sometimes a zero-curb shower if somebody has to wheel in, um, you know, grab bars, things like that that are really going to make the most impact for the family's safety and health in the home. So people might ask for one thing and then you, you do that assessment and they might get some other things. Yeah, especially if it's something that's purely aesthetic or, you know, maybe they want new cabinets, but they have structural issues and we're going to have to shore that up first. Um, so we, we're really focusing on the things that will have the, the biggest impact for their safety and health. And, you know, if they want to go to Lowe's and buy a can of paint, then they can they can go ahead and do that and we'll show them how to paint. But um, we're really focused on the things that will have the longest term impact for them. Well, thank you both for coming in today. Uh, I really think it's an exciting opportunity for people to get involved. And then it sounds like when you do, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Come join us. Come join us. Awesome. So do you know someone else like Beth or Skip who is doing good in our community? Let me know. Tell me about someone or a nonprofit organization that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pam on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Or go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the contact form for Do Good Charlotte. A big thanks to Share Charlotte. Make sure you're using the hashtag do good CLT and head to sharecharlotte.org to find nonprofits looking for your help. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Queen City Podcast Network.com.